Captain, if we threw a party and we had a tube of silicone too, you would see the biggest nuts would be on me and the card attached would say, thank you for giving me AIDS. What's up, guys? This is Burger. Oh, yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. When your host, E. Simon. When I am Harrison. Harrison, I am hungover today. Oh, yeah? I am fucking hungover today. Mm. I'm just, I just want to forewarn the audience here. I'm going to try to power through this show, but I might have to get up and go puke. Okay. Yeah, I You've drank way too much last night. Forewarned and forsworn. Yeah, I saw uh, Nine Inch Nails. Is that what you were drinking, or are you drinking after? Before, after. during, okay, and yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw Nine Inch Nails last night at the Palladium. Trent Reznor just got fat? loaded. No, he's all like oh, buff. Okay. He's like a buff, like, you know, he doesn't drink anymore. Mm. And he's a power lifter. I don't know. He's like well, big. Because he had that thing where like, like he. Swole. He, you know, he quit heroin and then he became like a fitness guy and he got all buff and then he stopped working out. So then he got kind of, you know. Yeah, he got kind dumpy. of bloated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, he looked like an ex cop for a while. You know how like. But he was drinking then though. And oh, I think okay. he stopped drinking. I'm, I see. You know what? Uh, he was dating an ex-girlfriend of P-Town. Oh. Yeah, P-Town dated this girl, and she was, when they first started dating, she was kind of dating Trent. Oh. But I think Trent had a lot of goth chicks across the country. Sure. You know, in different cities. Mm-hmm. But I remember one time uh, P-Town was on his way over there, and she called him up, and she was like, you can't come over right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent showed up at my house, and he just would, unannounced, wasted, mm-hmm. showed up at her house, and he grabbed the phone from her mm-hmm. and was just like, Come over here, you fucker. Mm. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. And I was just like, and I said, I remember saying to Pete, I'm like, dude, why didn't you go over there and yeah. fight him? That would have been yeah. great. And That's he was hilarious. just like, no, I didn't want to do any drama. We just mm. started, just started hanging out with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they broke funny. up shortly after. Mm. Yeah, you know, I'm, I gotta say, I loved, I loved Nine Inch Nails when I was in high school. And they were one of those bands, much like Rage Against the Machine, Pearl Jam, Bob Marley. It's like, as soon as you get to college, it just be so oversaturated. You can't listen to them anymore. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's pretty like, much, yeah. And I still appreciate, like, I lost my virginity to Pretty Hate Machine. Okay. That was oh, like, wow. yeah, it was like a mm. seminal record. It's a great, it's a great record. Mm. But I haven't really kept up with him, definitely not in recent years. I didn't know a lot of the songs that he yeah. was doing, except for like, you know, when you play the hits. But, but Jesus and Mary Chain opened up and they, they sounded amazing. Okay. Yeah, Jesus and Mary Chain was great. Mm. Yeah, my friend uh, uh, ended up, his wife couldn't go at last minute. And he's like, you want to go? And I was like, sure. You know, it's like free ticket. So yeah. I cool. saw a whole motley group of fucking idiots outside of wherever the fuck that show was. It's a palladium. palladium yeah. yeah. Like, there are a lot of bros, a lot of yeah. fights, Oof. a lot of people like, yeah, but there were a lot of hot girls there too. Mm. We yeah. Got, I did see some of those. We yeah. got, we got loaded. I've been, hung, I didn't get up today till three o'clock. Yeah. Me too, I don't even much. remember coming home. Mm. Don't remember anything. Walked in, walked in. I'm still like, passed out wearing mm. my full all my clothes 
I woke up. It was like time traveling. Don't even remember yeah. it. I got to say, the behavior is not becoming of a working man. Two I mean, working men. Right. We well, I was wasted room. last night, and then it was like I went... Apparently, I went and hung out with my ex-girlfriend, and we took a nap for two hours in her bed, and then I went home. That was it? Yeah. Well, that's anticlimactic. I know. Yeah. But it was weird. It was like... And she didn't remember. I kind of remembered. I was like, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, we are upstanding, mm. responsible men with jobs. That's correct. Yeah, congratulations yeah. there, Harrison. Yeah, I mean... Mazel it's a, tov. It's a temp job, but it's... Uh, you you know, got a job. I got a job. It's a, you were yeah. unemployed for, what, two years? Over two years. Over two years. Almost two and a half years. Almost two and a half years. It's a hell of a gap on a resume. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, and now now you got a job. You started this week, right? Started last week. And so, what is it, a writing, producing gig kind of thing? Yeah, something like that. A little bit of, a little bit of. I know we can't go into too much detail on it. But uh, so, how are you? uh, So, is it, wait, you're going to an office, right? Yes, I am. So, how are you adjusting to the office life? It's hard. I forgot, like, I forgot. And and this sounds stupid to people because most people, you know, obviously do this kind of thing go to a job and such but it's been so long since i've had to actually wake up and go to a job yeah like normally i just wake up whenever the fuck i wake up you know is usually how i roll and it's like oof that's the it's, hardest part yeah. to do because it's like i have to you know even if i have to be there at 10 it's like i gotta wake up at like 7 30 because i have sleep apnea so i need at least an hour where i can just sit and stare into space and get my faculties about me because there's like at least an hour right do you not, do that in the morning you just yeah. sit on your phone i just in bed yeah i just kind of stare I, I need to sit up and i need to just sit and stare for an hour <laughs> before you can even get when out I of wake bed. up i'm exhausted because i have sleep apnea so it's like my throat closes up and i can barely breathe the entire time i'm asleep oh wow that's so. that's horrifying yeah no it's a great life do you have to get one of those masks steel has one of i those had masks. one of those masks and it, i find it it's like really a darth help. vader kind of thing more like a bane kind of mask. oh it's like a bane okay oh you're oh, born in the darkness and now i can't <laughs> sleep at night um but uh yeah no it's it didn't really help and it was such a pain in the ass it's like you got to clean it because then there's like bacteria in the tube and then all of a sudden they're like, yo, you have tuberculosis because you didn't clean it properly and, and it's a whole thing. Women find those really attractive. Oh, they do. They love it. It's so sexy. <laughs> yeah, it heightens the passion. Yeah. Um, so anyway, you, you get up now. Mm-hmm. You gotta, what time do you have to be at work? 10. 10, yeah. It's yeah. an adjustment, Sometimes man. 9. Sometimes people will be like, because people who have kids wake up at like five or something. Yeah, they and do, they're like, like six a.m. I'm here at eight, so let's have a meeting at nine. And those fuckers always do meetings at nine, like first thing in the morning. Right, we're yeah. gonna do a meeting. Mm. Like, but, I think that's a faux pas, mm. personally. Like you don't do meetings first thing in the morning. You don't do meetings right after people lunch. People aren't really on their full game. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. no, it's like well, you yeah. got to have coffee for half. Like when I get to work. For a half hour, I need to drink two cups of coffee. I got to read the news. Yeah. And then we start, we start at 9.30. Mm. I usually don't get into it on 9.45. Mm. 10, 15, 10.30 is when I actually start doing work. Okay. So I don't... I, yeah. I'm I try to get there at 9.30, 9.45 if I can. So yeah. what, what do you wear to work? You wear whatever. Oh, you... It's I a, mean, I've no... been kind of just... I've been, I wear jeans and then I wear like... I, I haven't been t-shirting it yet. But other people are t-shirting it. So, it must so, be, so it's creative it's type a creative, atmosphere. It's okay, the, yeah. you know, so you don't have to worry about being business casual or no, anything. No, a lot of places are biz mm. cash. And there's a, there's a cafeteria. You know, they got a cafeteria. It's a thing. Oh wait, they yeah. give you free food? No, you got oh, to pay, pay for it. But they have like free sodas and snacks in the thing. You know. So. Do you do you have a lunch buddy? Um, or do you eat by yourself? I usually go with 
you know, the, usually the guy who hired me, I go to lunch. Oh, with okay. Him and whoever, so you, have yeah. a, so so. you can have a lunch group. I do. Yeah. That's that's one thing I I don't like eating lunch with people. Yeah, yeah. I usually yeah. just see either sit at my desk and then go yeah. walk around. Right. Just like commiserate about how much I hate my life. Yeah. I hate being there. <laughs> I, but I like that having that time where it's like I'll eat my lunch and then good forty five minutes of just walking around, mm -hmm. listen to music. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because that's something you want to have to deal with. Like, because when you go out to lunch with people you work with, then you talk about work. Yeah. So it's almost like You're working. You're still kind for of an working. Extra hour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate that shit. Mm. Um, well, I'm like a regular Joe now. I'm like a regular. Yeah, guy. you're like a Johnny yeah. Punch Clock here, yeah. Susie Lunchpail. Right. <laughs> Just going yeah. into work. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing I think for yeah. me because I worked from home for like three years, and then to go in the office, it was it was such an adjustment just to like actually have to like brush your teeth, get dressed, and go in. And yeah. and in my job, I I wear like shirts to cover up my ink because mm. I just don't want to talk about it with people. And right. it is kind of like the project managers are kind of like, mm. you know, you're not, you like the animators just wear t-shirts. You're not sure. allowed to wear shorts, but like yeah. animators just wear t-shirts. They don't give a shit, like, an, you know, whatever. Um, but I don't know, I feel like I always wear a button-down shirt and mm. cover up my ink so I don't have to talk about it. My old company I worked at, there was a, there was a developer, a programmer who wore... Um, cargo shorts, socks with sandals, and a t-shirt that he'd tuck into the cargo shorts. And what? I was like, yeah. And oh, every God. day. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Are you kidding me with this? God. Are you kidding me? I, was he a developer? Um, yeah. Because developers, developer. yeah, developers yeah. tend to have like some pretty... yeah. Unique fashion but it's like, choices. You think somebody would have sat down with him and been like, "Look, pal, you can't be doing this." Yeah, you like, know? I just don't get the socks with the sandals. Like if, like, a, I don't know, uh, what's that thing called in uh, in New York that people work for the the, the um, Cochita Cochendo that company that was it the one that the, you rent space? All the, no, they own all the media companies. Oh, uh, uh, Condé Nast. Condé Nast. Yeah. Somebody from Condé Nast saw him dressed like that, they'd die. They'd oh, yeah. Like, die yeah, of a heart attack not gonna, on site. Tom Ford. My, my work would say upset. something, I think. Yeah. You know, they, they mm. don't even, like, they, mm. they're they kind of strict. Like, they're, you're allowed to wear T-shirts, no shorts, mm. no sandals. Um, well, this is Silicon Valley. It was like, and if you're a developer that they like, you could do whatever the fuck yeah, you want. Yeah, you can. There used to yeah. be, I remember at uh, the old company, the publishing company I worked for mm. in uh, San Francisco, there was a guy, a developer there, they used to just like wear shorts but like short like above the knee shorts and socks and you just walk around with socks in the office all the time oh we call him the sock monkey even when he was in the bathroom knee socks no just socks oh, okay, okay, yeah okay, like yeah. yeah like socks that went up yeah. to like i don't know socks, socks in the bathroom that's crazy town it was crazy that's we were nuts. like and he was just this he had like five patents yeah and he was just like this developer so they're like yeah he can wear anything he wants right yeah yeah and we're like that's fucking gross yeah like he and he rode one of those like little razor scooters oh yeah like was it not even a hoverboard like a, nah, yeah, like a razor scooter. And in he the had office? Like, Not in the office. No, he'd r oh. ride it to the office. Okay, but okay, then you always, okay. always saw him. So mm. we, we just call him the sock monkey. Mm. But he looked like he was just kind of uh, just hitting puberty, but he was like 35. <laughs> right. And like blonde hair and a yeah. couple, like a couple, mm. you know, uh, a, a couple chin hairs. And that was about it. Yeah. Like one of those, like, you know, those like adolescent mustaches. Sure. Yeah. yeah and th but this guy was brilliant. Mm. Five patents. Mm. Sock monkey. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Did he own the patents or the company owned the patents? No, he owned the patents. Oh, okay. That's why they hired him oh, to, to do stuff for them. Oh. It's like one of those developer guys. That, okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, I think they're all kind of on the, on the uh, autism spectrum somewhere. Mm. So anyway, uh, congratulations for getting a job and, and going to work. You're company man now. I am. Yeah, do you have a briefcase? I have like a shoulder bag <laughs> a slash briefcase that, that you can use as either thing. Yeah. So man purse. Immerse. Man purse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good that you uh, you have a job. It's good for me to have somewhere to be every day, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. I get the into routine. trouble if yeah. I don't. That's when I get into trouble. When I have somewhere to be every day, that keeps me in line. It's good. Well, so, you know, that that is a good segue because... Uh, this, the the subject of the topic we're about to discuss. This guy might be released from prison. And he's not going to have a place to be. Mm. And he's one of those guys where you're like, that, that's the thing when you get out of prison after being there for like decades. Yeah. What the fuck do you do with your life? Yeah. You know. That's mm. I think I think what they do is they go kill someone else to go back in. Right. So we'll see about this. Um, this story actually. Or you start a cult of sexy ladies and have them kill some people. Yeah, you could do that yeah. too. Uh-huh. That's, that's the way yeah. to go. Yeah. Uh, this uh, article here was sent in, um, that we're about to discuss, it was sent in by a guy named Dez. He says, I saw this on BBC News and I thought you should see it. Mm. Well, thank you, Dez, for thinking of us. Yes. I, I do like that. I like when Dez reads a story, he's like, you know what? I'm going to send these over to the, the boys at Sick and Wrong. <laughs> Just thinking of us. You don't meet um, a lot of Desmonds in the U.S., yeah. It's not a thing you see a lot. No. Yeah, the, yeah this guy is D-E-S. Mm. Yeah, okay. Des. Yeah. I don't know. Um, triple child murders. It's a story about a guy. This actually, this murder, these murders occurred in 1973. A lodger destroyed a family. Yeah. 20-year-old man hmm. murdered and mutilated his friend's three young children. No motive ever established. He's been in prison since 1973. He's about to walk out. He's about to be paroled. Since 19 what? 73. Okay. So 45 wow. years this guy has Dang. been in prison. Yeah. And uh, he's about to be paroled. Apparently it's very controversial uh, well, because a lot of people are, are upset. But the weird thing about it is this story was kind of kept down with the public eye. Hmm. So a lot of people know about the murders because, hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's gruesome what, what hmm. happened, what he did. But no one really knows his name. Hmm. Yeah, it was never like, like Mark David Chapman, when that guy right. comes up for parole, it's like everybody knows who Mark David Chapman mm. is, you know, or, uh, or some of the Manson, uh, the Manson girls, like mm. Susan Atkins, Leslie Van Houten, all that. But this guy, like if you said his name, David McGreevy, mm. a lot of people would, wouldn't know who it was. But if you mention, oh, the, you know, the guy that killed those three kids, right? then they're like, oh, holy shit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I think what happened is this guy's, he's kind of been, you know, below the radar of the public. And so now it's, he's up for parole. And uh, people now are writing articles about, well, this guy is Dave McGreevy. He did this. And now the, the British people are like, oh, yeah, that guy. No, we don't want him out. <laughs> so people are kind of uh, outraged. Hmm. So the story here, Dave McGreevy was 21 years old when he was told he'd serve at least 20 years for the murders here. Um, uh, he murdered his friend, Clive and Elsie uh, Ralph's children. On uh, Friday the 13th, April 1973. This could be like a like a, a horror movie or something. I put um, up a picture of him. Young versus old comparison and the family. Yeah. In one picture here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can see it's like he young looks and old. Fucking sexy AF back in the day, you know? Even though he's got half a mustache, looks kind of weird. He looks like he could be in like a British psych rock band or yeah, something. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, but now he looks like Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he does. He kind of yeah. looks like modern day Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's say a little background about what happened here. Um, uh, David McGreevy at the time 
uh, had been living with uh, with with his, or I guess he had been in the in the navy where he'd hoped to make a career, but then uh, he was dismissed from the navy in '71 after being court-martialed for starting a fire in a rubbish bin. Yeah, <laughs> like destroyed a mess a mess hall. What, like, did he just put a cigarette out and not put it out well enough and put it in the rubbish bin? Or? I don't know. I think mm. he was like full on Beavis and Butthead, like fire, fire, oh, okay. and just burn this thing down. Uh, he then moved back in with his parents in Worcestershire. Um, he was also like had a fiance at the time too, which mm. is kind of amazing. Uh, his fiance broke up with him, and then he was sacked from uh, a number of jobs, mm. and so uh, he just lived at home. But being that, and, and at that time though, in the seventies, you were supposed to be out by eighteen and married, right? Pretty much, yeah. And you have a job, yeah. you're married, you're yeah. out. Um, but yeah, he uh, he wasn't. And like now at this time, like this day and age, you can live with your parents at twenty eight. Yeah, you're twenty. Sure. It's not uncommon. Yeah, in fact, a lot of people do. Uh, but back then, I mean, you'd have been out. But it also used to kind of be like, unless you were married, a lot of times, at least in in like Europe. I don't know about the UK, but in like Italy, you wouldn't move out until you got married. Men and women. Yeah. Oh, I don't a lot know of times that. I think. Yeah. Well, his parents mm. were fed up with his lack of work and heavy drinking, so mm. they kicked his ass out. Okay. And so in uh, 1972, he was unable to live with his parents, and so he began boarding with his friend Clive Ralph and his wife Elsie and their uh, their small children here. Mm. Um, and so Clive and uh, Clive and uh, and uh, David here have been friends mm. for a while. And it's. It's just kind of funny when uh, you know your your husband's loser friend yeah. <laughs> moves in with you. <laughs> How do you sell that? I, you know, to I don't your, know to your partner. You know, like, hey, honey, uh, my layabout ne'er do well pal is going to come stay with us for an indeterminate period of time. How do you I, feel? I can't about imagine that? any wife would be cool with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, mm. okay, you guys were in a band in high school, yeah, and now he's never had a job. Yeah, you know, his parents kicked him out, and you want him to live with us. And our family. Um, I mean, I've had friends do that with me, and I, I had girlfriends at the time who didn't even live with me. And they still weren't cool with it. They were no. still like being like, why are you letting him stay here? What's going on? Blah, yeah, blah, I could have met, like, if you got you lost know? your place and you, know? you wanted to sleep in this room, I imagine my girlfriend would be like, no way. <laughs> yeah. Not going to happen. Not yeah. on my watch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you brought this up, but remember in Breaking Bad? Yeah. I think it was, it was an early episode. Yeah. Season two when uh, Jesse. I think he had a home that it was like his aunt's home, but he lost his aunt's home. Yeah. And so he moved in with his buddy from high school, that yeah. guy Paul and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> they were, they were, what was the band? Um, uh, Twat Hammer. Tw- Twat Hammer, but yeah, spelled T W A U G H T. Twat Hammer. Yeah. And so she was like, okay. He can stay with us for a couple days here. Mm, and then I think yeah. she, the wife was just like, no. Yeah. Paul, he's out. Yeah. And I think that's when he got the RV or mm. something. They're singing that song, Fallacies, at the breakfast table. <laughs> the kid. Yeah. So this is kind of one of those situations. Mm. Uh, the husband, Clive here, Mr. Uh, Clive Ralph, was a, was a truck driver. Mm. Uh, and his wife, Elsie Ralph, was a barmaid. And they lived with their children, Don, Paul, and Samantha, aged four, two, and nine months. Mm. So the oldest kid was uh, four years old. And so David here, who... Uh, did actually have a job. I guess he worked at a, at a warehouse. He was helpful to have around. Mm. Um, since the truck driver, uh, his friend, who was a truck driver, was often away from home, and, the, and Mrs. Ralph Elsie worked evening shifts, you know, McGreevy would babysit the kids, and he was good with kids. Um, he enjoyed looking after them. Although in hindsight, 
they really should have had the teenage girl from across the street look after these kids. Because mm. that's, that's, you know, it's kind of weird when you're, you're, your husband's loser friend, you know, who uh, gets kicked out from his parents' house. Yes. Has to look after your kids. But he had a, uh, you know, factory job that he worked at. Uh, he was paid six pounds per week. He paid six pounds per week for rent to them, so they made a little extra money. Okay. Um, I guess uh, newspapers reported in 73 that McGreevy and Elsie had an affair, but Elsie denies it. Yeah. Oh, my. So I don't know about Wait, that. Wait, he paid rent? Yeah, he paid six pounds a, he was six pounds a week. Oh, okay. And this Ooh. was in the 70s. So this is in the 70s. That that's could actually be worth. Yeah. Who the fuck knows what that's yeah. worth? I don't know. And uh, yeah, he was a babysitter for the kids. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, at the time, he... Uh, you know, people knew him around the neighborhood because he had lived there for a while. Mm. And uh, he, yeah, he was like a bit of a father figure. Uh, but this does... He looks like a guy they'd kick out of Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah. he does kind of. Yeah. He kind of looks like... But I guess a lot of people did Floyd. in the 70s, you know. So yeah. uh, this one day, McGreevy was alone at home with the children. Mm-hmm. He'd drink uh, between five and seven pints of beer. Okay. But he could not stop baby Samantha from crying mm. and this is how it all goes downhill right here okay. it's baby this is why i can i hate when that's my, what the alcohol's for man it's so you what, could get the kid drunk it, no you could tune it out you can <laughs> oh. be like man that baby's crying but at least i have five pints that i drink now I thought, so it's like give her a little bit of beer oh she'll yeah. pass out <laughs> that's the thing you can also do i think my that's why i don't think i could ever be a no father. one did that maybe you know i don't think i could ever be a, a parent for that i just i know You'd i murder would, them all I would leave. I, I just, oh, oh, no, I don't think I'd leave. murder him, but like, like that fucking cat that we adopted, yeah, yeah, the retarded yeah. one. Yeah. It's like, you hear him screaming for no mm. reason. Yeah. It's like, I just, it's so hard for me to like restrain the urge <laughs> to kick him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't do that because right. you're not supposed to kick animals or small babies. Nope. You gotta like, you know, pick them up and burp them or whatever they do. Um, he, David McGreevy said he just put his hand over her mouth and left it there for a minute okay and that was it stopped mm. the crying also yeah. killed the nine-month-old right. yeah so yeah so uh he he killed baby samantha mm. uh then he went into the room that he shared with paul the mm. four-year-old boy and he strangled him with a wire ho 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 hold on he had to share what twin beds with this four-year-old boy a bunk bed He's, he was on no. the. <laughs> I'm joking really? about that. <laughs> but they shared a room. Yeah, they shared a room. I think uh, they, that's ridiculous. Yeah. He wasn't even on the couch. He was like, "You got hey, you got to share a bed with your uncle, fucking scumbag." <laughs> yeah, uncle you scumbag. Scare, scare. Yeah. Oh my god. If I was, you yeah. know, I imagine that kid was just like, yeah, he's got this clown bedroom, clown yeah, yeah, themed yeah. bedroom, and yeah. this guy's like, yeah, it's my, it's my roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he strangled him with a wire. Oof. And then uh, he went over to two-year-old Dawn's room, and then he slit her throat. So he slit Dawn's throat, strangled Paul. He's really and mixing the, it up here. Yeah, and the nine-month-old, Samantha, Jesus. who he'd already smothered to death, he decided to bash her skull in uh, a few times just Why? to make sure. Okay, all right. Well, that's the thing. It's like you read about this guy, and they're like, oh, he's good with mm. children. Well, he's good at killing children, that's yes, for sure. Yeah. Very effective, very systematic. Mm. Um, Jesus. He then went into the cellar and he got a pitchfork with which he mutilated all three of the dead children. Uh, he took them into the garden, decapitated them, and impaled... The, well, I guess actually he didn't decapitate them. He impaled their small corpses onto some railings, iron railings, between the two back gardens and just left the house. 
Is he the Baba Yaga or something? <laughs> what the fuck is he doing? I think it's like Halloween decorations. Yeah, Jesus. Um, but yeah, he like took them out. And so yeah, I guess he didn't mm. actually. De- I thought he decapitated and like put them out on pikes. Mm. But no, what he did is he took their small bodies and just pretty much just like impaled them on a spike. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's got to mm. be brutal. So uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ralph came home from their respective jobs mm. and they found their children missing. They also found blood sprayed across the two-bedroom terrace home. And their lodger, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. They immediately called the police. Uh, the neighbor, one of their neighbors actually, was the unfortunate person to shine his uh, flashlight around the garden and make the grim discovery. And uh, yeah, the, and then the police came and they found these, uh, these bodies you know, impaled on the, on the fence. Uh, within two hours, McGreevy was found wandering around nearby in town, and so they apprehended him. Uh, when he was arrested, he asked him, he's like, well, what's this all about? <laughs> he didn't even, he just denied knowing anything about it. Okay. But then, uh, you know, shortly after at the police station, he admitted killing the children. But he never actually said how he did, or he said how he did, but he never said why. Mm. Just no motive. Because it's like he could have just left, right? And that would have been an irresponsible babysitting move, but... But not murderous. Not murderous, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't you know? know why he had to... Like, yeah. why would you have to do... And not to mention, like, I can, I can kind of understand, you know, smothering the infant. I'm not condoning it. I can understand, like, because you, you can't take it, you snap, and you're like... You just leave. You know, just you should. Leave. You should just yeah. left. But I can kind of understand that. But then to walk into the other room and, uh, you know, take out your garret and just, like... You know, uh, uh, murder that kid, choke and that kid. And why do you have a Garrett? Well, why does he? I, mean, I think it? it was a it was a wire. Okay, okay, was a yeah, right, yeah. Uh, but then slice it, you know, slit the other girl's throat, and yeah. then bash the kid's head in, and then impale them all on spikes. Like that's a little egregious. That's mm. above and beyond. You're getting into cruelty. It, right it here. might. I mean, you might even say that infant smothering is some kind of gateway drug to horrific <laughs> acts of slaughter. And you then might af- say that. And then after that, mm. it's like. So now this neighborhood is, you know, it's just like a regular, you know, nuclear family neighborhood, mm. very normal neighborhood. Now it's like, you know, this family's been torn apart. This tragedy occurred. And yeah. so neighbors have to, you know, neighbors were being interviewed here and they, they were saying this is in the 70s because it got a lot of attention at the time. Mm-hmm. So when you walk past the house, it was chilling. You felt cold. I mean, they were put on the neighbor's railings. Wow. And he's like, even now when I walk past, I, I still think about it. It's like Halloween decorations. I mean, it's like who is there now? I wonder. I don't know, but you know, yeah. it tore the family Glenn apart. Glenn Danzig like, probably bought it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't do anything with the it. The guy from the what Pete Doherty from yeah, the Libertines. Yeah, yeah. He bought it. No, it's you know who it probably baby is. Baby Shambles. Wasn't yeah, he? baby. He was in Baby Shambles. Okay. You know, I bet you it is. Uh, what's that? What's that band? That black metal band from England. God, I can't think of that guy's name. Mm. Um, but yeah, Baby Shambles. That's who owns it. <laughs> At the time, uh, Alec Mackey here was a reporter for the Birmingham Evening Mail. Mm. Uh, he says, I was a father of three small children, slightly older than those three. Having been told what happened, I was invited by the police to go up the alleyway. I saw a, a, tarp, a tarp over the fence between the two properties. It was horrific. I thought of my kids. You know, the horrific way the children had been killed, it shocked the nation. Mm. Um, but at the time... The police said they didn't want to give an accurate description to the public of what happened because it was just too horrifying. Wow. Like the kids were just murdered too brutally, so they didn't want to talk about it. And so 
you know, the, the police this before the sun and the mirror existed. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, I don't think, uh, you know, yeah. people even knew much about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I just don't think people, you know, now it's like, we want to know every detail. Like you look at the daily mail, right? It's yeah. like, uh, you know, or Fox news. It's just a sensationalistic reporting. I think at that time, mm-hmm. I don't think people could conceive of something like that. That's yeah. why like black Sabbath was like, you know, mm-hmm. one of the most evil things people ever heard. Right. At the time. Yeah. You know, uh, um, yeah, like Black Sabbath was just evil. Led Zeppelin, people thought was evil. Mm. People thought like rock and rock and roll was like the music of the devil because they didn't know otherwise. Whereas now it's like you know every single detail, yeah, every every piece of evidence would be shared on like the Daily Mail mm. or the Mirror or the Sun or the Metro. Mm. UK, all the tabloids. But at the time, you know, people uh, people didn't want to talk about it, and so. Um, you know, they, the, the, the police officer here, uh, Robert Booth, said that there were probably a fewer than a dozen cases across the UK where um, people had the same view about, you know, the, it's just the, the details were too brutal. The Moors murders and uh, the Soa murders, which I don't even, we should, we should get into these. The Moors murders, I would heard should. of this one. I remember, yeah, Serial Mom recommended that to us because apparently the There's guy involved in that wrote a book about it called like the faces of Janice or something crazy where it's just him rambling about it. Just nonsense. he was the murderer. Yeah. Hmm. And I think Colin Wilson like edited it or something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should do a, okay. we should, we should go into that. We mm-hmm. should do an intro about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was saying like, you know, he'd put the Moore's murders and the soul murders in the same bracket as the McGreevy murders mm. because when people hear the details, they're just struck by the horror. Did McGreevy have a cool name? Uh, yeah, he was known as the Monster of Worcester. Oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. um, Elsie, the uh, the mother here of the, of the three kids, was only 23 when police told her what happened. Mm. And it just collapsed her world. She had to be sedated in the police station when she found out. Yeah, yeah. And she wasn't allowed to return home or see the children at the time. Mm. Um, psychiatrists uh, deemed McGreevy sane and fit to stand trial. He offered no defense, no mm. explanation, and pled guilty. Are the, the parents still alive? Yeah, they they divorced. Okay. Um, she actually she moved away from the area. Elsie yeah. changed her name, and uh, she moved away from the area. And so she uh, doesn't know how to cope with it. Some days, and she tried to kill herself uh, several times over wow. the years. Her Jeez. marriage broke down. Oof. She has not had any further children. I mean, that's the thing. How do you recover from something like yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah I don't think can't. I don't think it's possible just to like, well, I'm gonna go get remarried and start right, over yeah, again. Yeah. It's like, no, your three kids were made into mm. Halloween decorations. Yeah. He was jailed, so in 1973, he was jailed for life with a minimum term of 20 years, mm. which once again, seems very lenient to me. Mm. I, don't, I don't understand British justice here. I mean, he's been in there, he's come up for parole several times, has been denied, you know, over the years, but, uh, and now he's been, in, you know, he's up again, it's been 45 years. They, and the parole, parole board claims that he's been changed considerably. He looks different. He's it's just weird because like, why even take that risk? You know what I mean? It's not like one of these cases where it's like, oh, he's been in prison for drug charges for 15 years. It's like, eh, just let him, st- you know, like, what do you get? What, what good is this guy yeah, going to do for society? Yeah, I, yeah. I almost think it's just better for just peace Tommy of mind Lee to Tommy Jones keep him impersonator. In. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, at one point, uh, he had actually been transferred to a different prison, an open prison, and mm. allowed to stay in a bail hostel in Liverpool. Okay. Which I don't, I don't even know what that is, a I, bail hostel. So it's like if you make bail, you could stay in this hostel. <laughs> is, that what it, is that what that is? Or like we it's don't have a that. horse hospital where they give them 
bales of hay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's yeah, what it is. That must be it. But I, I guess this is mm. in 2006. The son discovered, and that, and they took pictures of him. There's a mm. front page photo of him just walking on a Liverpool street, which is, I think, the photo where he looks like oh, Tommy Lee Jones. Okay, yeah. And as soon as he, as as soon as they mm. published that photo, everyone was outraged, mm. and so he was transferred back to the closed prison. Wow. Yeah, this is in 2006. Mm. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, as I was saying, is you know, people remembered the details of the crime. Mm. But the name, David McGreevy, was not well remembered because mm. there's a lack of a lengthy court proceeding and there really wasn't much coverage of it at the time because okay. of how brutal the murders were. Yeah, yeah. So it's been one of those things that was just like the monster of Worcester was, is really only known by like a, a small segment of people like in that community. I wonder when British tabloid culture began. It must have not have begun yet, you know? I wonder if it... Because I, I feel like American yeah. tabloid culture had probably began by that point. So. Well, no, like uh, uh, William Randolph Hearst and yellow yeah, journalism, that yeah. was going on since the 20s. But right. I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know when the Daily mm. Mail and all mm. those like turned into like full-on tabloid journalism. Right, yeah. yeah I'm not sure. Elsie mm. um, here, so they don't even actually... They never caught up with Clive. I'm, uh, you know, but I don't know what happened to him. But the, the mother here, Elsie, said, there's nothing to say to this man. Um, she's like, there's nothing that can prove that he won't do something like this again. Mm. She's like, it's ruined my life. Why should he be released? Yeah, doesn't and, make sense. At that point, like, why would this guy get out? Yeah, you know? it's really weird. So I don't know. I, you know, I, I wonder if they are going to, uh, mm. if, if he's going to be released. I'm, I'm assuming what's going to happen with enough of this uh, negative attention here, mm. people are going to, I think the parole board's like, yeah, we can't release him. Mm. I think once you get a name, once you get a name like Monster of Worcester or, or the the Beast of Berkshire or whatever right. it is, you shouldn't be yeah. released. Once you got a name, once they give yeah. you a moniker, you got to stay in prison. Yeah, I think you that's know? a good rule. It's it doesn't work out that steadfast way. Steadfast rule. Well, thank you, Des, for uh, sharing mm. that story here. Uh, People's episode 665 here is Sick and Wrong. We have new stories coming up next. We have phone calls after that. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better sick and wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sick and wrong. So the first story we have here is uh, incredible. It's an incredible story. Um, I couldn't imagine having to deal with a situation like this. And there's video too. People, you got to check out the video for this. A California teacher was arrested after forcibly cutting a student's hair while singing the national anthem. Oh, my. Yeah, take a, take a couple seconds to process that mm. headline. Mm. <laughs> the, the video is incredible. Yeah. Like she's running around, screaming shit, singing the national anthem. Mm. Um, she was arrested December 5th after forcibly cutting a student's hair while singing the national anthem. Margaret Giesinger is her name. Mm. Um. She's a teacher at, or was a teacher at University Preparatory High School in Visalia, which isn't too far from here, actually. 
Yeah, that's not too far from yeah, here. Yeah, Visalia's not too far from mm. uh, from uh, L.A. Yeah. Uh, she can be seen in the video calling a male student to the front of the class. She then proceeds to cut off chunks of his hair and fling them behind her while singing the national anthem, yeah. getting most of the lyrics wrong. <laughs> I do Did have you have, do you have a video? Yeah, oh, play, I do. Play a little bit I of it. It's amazing. Do, my friend. Um, okay, let me do it. You're not done. Okay, Take a seat. Uh, oh, what? What's so She's just sniffing hair. Look <laughs> at all the kids screaming. Yeah, they're running out. <laughs> You're not done. Okay, oh, Take <laughs> Why would you allow her to do that? I don't know. He's sitting down. And he's like, oh, I think he's thinking she's joking or something. I don't know. I mean, she's completely insane. She's yeah, yeah. lost it. She's got scissors. She's screaming the, the national mm -hmm. anthem. Yeah. After the male student left the chair, mm -hmm. she then demands another student to take his place. She's coming at him with the scissors like yeah, over her like, head. Like, like a knife, like a stabbing. Yeah. Um, and crazy. she says she'll pick someone mm -hmm. if no one volunteers. Mm -hmm. As she then walks between desks, grabs a female student by the hair. This is in the video, too. And attempts to cut it, still singing. Yeah. And that's when the female student can be yelled, or heard yelling, No, Miss G. And then they run out of the room, screaming along with the rest of the class. You know, I would never have gone up there and let this lady come. I would have smacked her in the face with my trapper keeper. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in high school, you know? You don't want motherfuckers fucking with your hair. Hell no. I, I never would do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, Did you ever have a teacher lose it? I don't think I have. Not even... Because didn't you go to an alternative high school with, like, bad kids? I had a, I had a science teacher that was drunk pretty regularly. Um, that, but even then, she held it together pretty well. You know? was, it wasn't a violent and, and our science program sucked anyway because it was like space man it's pretty right it's pretty crazy <laughs> you know like that was our science program pretty much the math and science was not very good the english and history was fantastic but math and science yeah. lacking yeah i remember we had this teacher god we were so i'm surprised this never happened to me our history teacher used to be a black panther Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. I would yeah. have been kind of scared of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was I mean, I was like such a, mm. a cocky little prick mm. in high school. We used to fuck with all the teachers, especially substitutes. I remember this one teacher, Mr. Unger. He was older. He's, an old, he's probably dead now. Mm. He was like our ninth grade science teacher. He had like horrible dandruff. Mm. You see dandruff <laughs> on his shoulders all the time. <laughs> and so it was just like, I think it might have been his birthday one year. We bought him like a pack of head and shoulders and wrapped it up and put it on his desk. And he's like, oh, your kids got me a gift. And he was an older man. And he opened it up and was just kind of like sat down at his desk and looked at it and looked at us. He just started weeping. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? What the fuck is wrong with oh oh, Just God. assholes. And so I yeah, remember yeah. One, we had this substitute. <laughs> Just total dicks. Did everyone just feel bad or like? Oh what? yeah, we yeah, were yeah, all yeah. were like, I, we oh, didn't yeah. think that. We yeah. thought he was going to be like, ah, oh, pretty funny, and then just throw it out or something. We didn't think he would just. I mean, he put his that face is, in his hands, yeah. just weeping. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember one other time. There's a substitute we used to have occasionally, Mr. Mm. Bailey. Mm. He was like an old man. Mm. I mean, I don't know why in like Michigan, maybe they didn't have younger substitutes. This guy had to been like 80. Yeah. This is this old dude. And he was a veteran. Mm. And so uh, he was like for a history class. He, 
was talking about like, I don't know, like made us watch a movie about the Civil War. Mm. And like me and my friends were like in the back just kind of talking, doing stupid shit. And he was like, he stopped me. He's like, so what? You don't think you need to learn about the Civil War? The evils of the Civil War? And I was just like, well, or, you know, I, I think I said something along the lines of like, well, you were probably alive back then. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, you think it's funny. You think war is funny, mm-hmm. don't you? And I was like, yeah. And then he pulled out a pocket knife. Yeah. And he was just like, well, in wartime, you could just murder somebody by slicing their throat. How would you like it? How would you mm. like that? And we're, I, was, I just remember I was just sitting there like, holy shit. Mm. And someone told the principal about yeah. that. I didn't say anything about it. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Someone told the principal and he never, we never saw him again after yes. that. <laughs> but that. But that was nothing like mm. this. I wouldn't. Just voluntarily go sit on the seat and be like, okay, you can cut my hair, you crazy psychotic woman. Yeah. I mean, she like divorced from reality at this point. Uh, Geisinger was 52 years old at the time. She was charged with battery, assault, cruelty to a child, and false imprisonment. She could face up to three and a half years in jail if she's convicted. Uh, the school's principal, Eric Thiessen, uh, said she was promptly removed from the classroom and will not be returning. Okay. Uh, they're deeply concerned for all the students who are subjected to the disturbing behavior. Well, and they, Ber- Berger they, on Twitch says that uh, he bets her box smells like a hamster cage. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Can't really argue with that. Your Berger uh, over there sent in a pretty amazing intro that we played in the show. So if mm. you're listening, Berger, thanks for that intro. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, we started the, started the show with mm. it. I'm uh, also going to be playing one of his calls a little later. Mm. Um uh, great, great contributor, that guy. Uh, the incident occurred during Geisinger's first period chemistry class, where she showed up just right when kids walked in, just waving scissors and saying it was haircut day. Mm. Now, that just sounds ominous. It's haircut day. It's like, what are you talking about? Um, the student let the teacher cut his hair, apparently, uh, the, the 16-year-old. Let, let, the, let the teacher cut his hair because he was worried about what would happen to his classmates if no one volunteered. Oh, what a hero. Self-sacrifice mm. there. Yeah, he was like, he thought, mm. I don't know what's going on. Mm. Uh, might as well be me. You know, uh, if, if she's not going to stop, I'm a little worried about what she's going to do to everyone else. Right. So he just cooperated with it and let it go on. Okay. You know? Mm. I wonder, like, uh, like, did he ask her for a fade? Maybe one of those hip <laughs> undercuts yeah, yeah. or something? Uh, the student whose name will not be released here is very emotional over the incident and has not yet returned to school. Hmm. Well, probably because he has a fucked up haircut now. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want to go back to school over that. Did you, when you were in, uh, when you were in high school, mm. did your mother like take you to a professional salon to get your haircut or did she cut it herself? The high school, I just let it grow. I um, didn't cut it. What about like junior high and everything? Oh, junior high. Yeah. I got taken somewhere stupid. Uh, like a Barber. super cuts or something. Yeah, yeah. But I had like, I had like, I remember when I was like 13 or 12 or 13, I purposefully had this kind of like Edward Furlong in Terminator 2 haircut. Wait, your hair was like straight like that? Yeah. I thought you're, I thought it would be like frizzier. No, it, it got curlier as I got older. Hmm. It was blonde. It was like fucking blonde and straight when I was and a kid. Edward Furlong had that. This is like what T two. Yeah, yeah. T2. He had that kind of like it was like, like yeah, sort of, like yeah half, the hair kind of like going down. Thing. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember. I, I wanted thought it'd be big with the ladies. It wasn't. So, <laughs> I wanted hair like yeah. uh, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp in Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. And I remember like telling my mm-hmm. mom, I was like, Yeah, I want this haircut. And she like took me to Supercuts and like yeah. told the lady, she was like, He wants his hair to look like this. And she was like. 
that's never going to happen. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hair was, uh, you, you can't do that with a Jufro, you know? Yeah. Um, another student here said that uh, he thought the teacher was kidding and was just making a joke. Um, we thought she's going to try to be funny and be like, oh, do you really think I was going to cut his hair? Mm. And uh, she's like, but then when she cut a chunk of hair off and started singing the Star Spangled Banner really loudly mm. uh, and throwing the hair behind her, that's when we freaked out and ran to you know, the office. it sounds really insane. And I mean, you got to think, you, let's compare it to another, a similar thing. Let's when Roseanne Barr sang the Star Spangled Banner at a baseball game. Remember oh, that? Yeah, butchered the words. And she's like, you know, she was doing it all crazy. I don't know why they asked her to do that in the first place. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. People were so offended. She's remember? not known for her singing voice. Like, I, why would they ask her to do that? It's I weird. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, and she did it, and people were. I guess this was a different time. This was this the, is the same, 90s, right? Yeah, this is the same time when like. People were so outraged about Pee Wee Herman jerking off in a place <laughs> where you're supposed, you're supposed to, jerk, to off, jerk off. Yeah. You know? Um, <laughs> so it was a different time, but I remember people being so outraged. It's like, who gives a fuck? What it, do you she care? didn't know the words either. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think she like butchered the words. Well, she was also and, just singing all crazy. Yeah, off you know? pitch. and after. I don't know. I, thought, I think it's fun. I thought it was funny when she did that. I, I thought so you too. Know? Yeah. You know? I think she's kind of brilliant. I mean, she's crazy. But she's definitely, she's wacky. But she's still yeah. brilliant. She's wanky. Mm. Um, apparently, Geisinger's teacher's credentials uh, were suspended for two weeks in 2016 due to immoral and unprofessional conduct. They don't go into detail about it. She was also, her teacher credentials were also suspended for a week in 2007 for unknown reasons. <laughs> so this woman has a history yeah, unknown of being reasons. mental. Okay, yeah. 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 Uh, this student here, Miguel uh, Godina, says, I'm still in shock. I never thought she'd do something like this. Mm. Another classmate said the incident was inexcusable and left her terrified. Mm. She says, I'm not trying to make excuses for her. I simply ask everyone to re reconsider how they view her. She's a loving and kind lady. She's usually all smiles and laughs. Mm. This is not the Miss G we know and love. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. God. Yeah. Uh, her husband, on the other hand, says he has no idea mm. why she did what she did. <laughs> he says, it's a shock to me totally out of character she mm. doesn't do stuff like that it's not her it's not who she is mm. so i don't know what was going on with her i don't have any clue as to why she did that yeah but you should see a picture I of his haircut say shit like that you should see a picture of his haircut oh really <laughs> it's all like all over the place oh really she probably cuts his hair <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know why. Like, I mean, it's just not her you know what if she did it it's her all right <laughs> Just, I, let's just I think that. part of it is this yeah. guy's been desensitized to the crazy. Mm. He married her, he lives with her, yeah. and he thinks her behavior is completely normal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, over the years, he's just been des desensitized that she's a, a mental patient. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I, there's no picture mm. of his hair, but I do wonder yeah. if she cuts his hair. I'd like to see if they have pets, and I'd like to see what those pets look like. <laughs> That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. So. yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, what do you have here for the second story? All righty. Nana, do you know? So um, Fiona sends us in. Says, uh, hi, guys. Every now and then, the BBC will report something super weird. Here's today's. So. She's right about that. It is mm -hmm. super weird. Yeah. Um, we miss you, Alex. Hotel staff create horrifying effigy tribute to Brit couple's dead son with tears on face and beer in hand that leaves family a shaken. <laughs> so, I yeah. still, you know, this is such a, a preposterous story. I don't mm. understand who would have thought this was a good idea. 
Well, I don't know. I'm gonna, I might take a counterpoint to that as we move on. You think it's a cultural thing? I do. All right. I do. Um, Karen Baker had arranged for staff at a Jamaican resort to add balloons and a cake to her friends Faye and Andrew Stevens' hotel room, whose son Alex died in 2014. So what's weird about this mm-hmm. is that the friend would mm. so i know they they uh you know they they, they, they commemorate i guess mm. his birthday of their dead son mm-hmm. but how weird is it for your friend to be like yeah their son's dead but let's make a cake for him it's fucking weird how man. weird is that and how do you commemorate it you know like he died four years ago right well i think they like, take a vacation to on his birthday okay i think that's what they do but the fact that their friend would be like well I'm going to have them bake a cake for a birthday cake for their dead son. And balloons? And balloons. What the fuck kind of shit is that? I, it is twisted. That's it is severely crazy twisted. Part, honestly, yeah. you know? Like, what the shit? Um, instead, she was left sweating and shaking when she saw a body made out of clothes lying on the hotel bed. <laughs> next, <laughs> next to the dummy was Happy Birthday, We Miss You, Alex. Written out of leaves and flower petals. Also weird. Yeah. Also very weird. Next to the... Yeah. Uh, Faye and Andrew from Northwest London celebrate their son's birthday as an annual tradition since the aspiring footballer died at age 22 four years ago. So I can understand that. Like mm-hmm. commemorating you know, the birthday of your deceased son... But, I don't know how you commemorate that. Well, I can see acknowledging it. I can it. see like, like maybe, getting the fuck out of town yeah, so you don't have to deal with life. That, that's what I would do. Maybe, maybe go on a vacation yeah. and be like, you know, this yeah. is like we can think about our son and go out and do something like that. But to have like a, a birthday party it's for him, like a de facto stupid. birthday, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. His godmother, this is Karen Baker, uh, from Hertfordshire, was also on the trip and gave two staff members a tip at the Royalton Jamaica Resort to secretly decorate the parents' room. See, this is just all stupid. Every step of this is dumb. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. the godmother mm. w- w- was ill advised, like, it was, had an ill intention here. I don't know, maybe not an ill intention. I think her intention was probably in a good place, but it was just a weird thing to do. Yeah. Like, why, why would you do that? What's the dumb about this story is that it seems to blame the hotel when really the blame should be pre- placed with the godmother. You know, well, I think the blame should fall on the godmother, yeah. but the hotel, you know, thought it would be a good idea to make the the effigy, which if is you're weird. going to another culture, right? You're going to Jamaica. You first of all, you're staying at a resort in a country where people are very, very poor. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's, and it's that's like weird. you're expecting them to do this thing and then you get mad when they do it not according to your own cultural shit well, like wh- why wouldn't she be more specific with what it is that she wanted yeah like she could have been like i want a cake yeah. and balloons yeah she give him a tip yeah like hey get, you know yeah here's yeah. five pounds mm. uh however they created an effigy out of the guest's clothes with tears streaming down its face <laughs> and clutching a can of lager all right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just show a, a, a picture of this here. Okay. <laughs> it, it is frightening. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. There's the picture of the and it. it I mean, it looks like a look. It looks like a giant voodoo doll. Let's be <laughs> honest here. Okay. Well, it, and it's written. It, Happy birthday is written with like sticks. Remember that Papa Yembe or whatever that magic is that the narco oh, satanic. Oh yeah, the narco satanic. Like Papa, Papa Lambe or yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. That's a thing with sticks. You know. 
You know, um, and he's got little white gloves. He's got white sneakers. He's got gray pants. He's got a bag made out of a dark brown sack with like stitched smile on it, and he's got a cake sitting in his lap and a can of beer in his a can gloves, of beer in his gloved hand. hand. Yeah. It's weird. And the face is like, yeah. I mean, the kid was mixed race, so the, the face is brown. Okay. Which is, which is interesting. But, you know, it's funny you say that it's cultural because haven't you seen like the, the uh, funerals that they have in like New Orleans, Louisiana, with, mm. with some people? That, sometimes they'll actually have the body posed. Oh, really? Yeah, at okay. wakes. Yeah, yeah, Where you yeah. can have the body dressed up and posed. So right. it's like you're kind of partying with them as if when they were doing something loved. Like, I think someone recently... Like we get at Bernie's. Well, well mm. I don't think you're walking around with the body, but I it's think... It's a long, rich tradition of weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> someone recently... Mm. Uh, yeah. I remember a picture came out where they had the son just staged playing, like, a game, uh, like a Sega or a Sony PlayStation game. Mm. And he had, like, his controller in his hand, and he was just kind of positioned like that. That's great. So, or in bomb, like, you know, mm. positioned like that. And I imagine this might be something similar. They think this is, like, mm. you know, to honor the dead. Yeah. Um, oh, when, and this is when this cultures is, this clash. starting to get me angry. The story, okay. Uh, Baker said she was utterly horrified when she discovered it and removed the dummy before anyone else could see it. So the parents didn't even fucking see it. What? She had it removed before they even got there. <sighs> she told the BBC staff had gone through my friend's wardrobe and stuffed the clothes with towels <laughs> to make it look like a body on the bed. <laughs> They even put tears down the face and a can of lager in its hand. The tears? I don't understand the tears. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's but sad I mean, about it. You know? He's sad about it. Or he's is sad that like, about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I could see that. So, I mean, he's in the Caribbean underworld or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know. So, um, I was absolutely horrified, as you could imagine. I was sweating and shaking. I wouldn't imagine that, but okay. Yeah, but. We just didn't want our friends to see it. I have truly never seen anything like it. I still look at the photographs now. Why? <laughs> and can't believe somebody thought to do that. She still looks <laughs> at it now. This fucking batshit broad. Uh, well, she's the one who is insane yeah. enough to, to, to make them make a cake. Yeah. And put, I mean, that's, to me, I think that's sadistic. And then, okay, this happened. She got out of the, the room before the parents even knew about it. But she took a picture of it, and she went to the fucking press about it. <laughs> and now this is a story in the BBC about it. Well, so what the fuck is wrong with this person? Well, did the hotel end up, what, did the hotel apologize? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. But oh, yes, okay. they did. They and they refunded like all the money. See, that's that even worse. Paid. Yeah. So wait, I yeah. mean, they they refunded the money. Yeah. Do you and think I someone bet, got? I bet this godmother, this family friend, paid for the vacation and was like, "This is the perfect opportunity that makes me get I out." I wonder if she does this, this every year. Oh yeah, yeah she probably does. <laughs> but no, but what so, a scam. What I'm wondering is, do you think the staff who created yeah. the effigy were fired? Probably. They oh, were probably terrible. fired, and they probably, like, you know, don't have yeah. a lot. They're no, probably, that's the know. thing. And it's yeah. like, I mean, I bet you they were, like, what is it, like, probably $2,000 vacation here. Yeah. Um, so uh, Alex died from a fall in 2014 after flying to Barcelona with friends for a music festival. Oh, nice. At the time, it was reported in the Evening Standard he died as a result of a fall from a fourth floor 
in Barcelona. For yeah, he's probably uh, went to go see Dave Matthews' band or yeah. something. Yeah, that gets pretty <laughs> and, uh, crazy. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. got a little, a little too drunk. Yeah. Fell out of a balcony. The graveyards are filled with uh, Dave Matthews' band casualties. Yeah. You know what I mean? What happens. So, Alex was a first-team player for AFC Wembley. Is I don't that know good? That, I don't know. Is that, is that like, I have no idea. I mean, is that like a professional? Like, did he play in the World Cup? Yeah. It's you a, should ask my friend. AFC who, is a soccer league or something. I, I think that that's a football yeah. thing. Is it something? Let's see. If I should ask does. my friend who uh, yeah. who does that uh, <coughs> soccer podcast. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a. Uh, Somebody on a Twitch seems to think it's a fuckable real doll. I disagree. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and disagree. Yeah, where, was you it? Know? Were the genitalia like yeah. accurate? Uh, he was wearing some very nice like anatomically gray correct pants that looked oh, very okay. smart. But aside from that, I don't. I don't think it's really. Yeah, it's amazing. They, yeah. they're kind, they kind of got lucky. It wasn't like some kind of like phallic worshiping culture, like a phallus. Yeah. You know, where it's like they. You know, they have to, like, make a huge phallic-shaped object. He's got, like, white converses on, too. It's pretty pretty interesting choice. It's an interesting choice. Yeah, but is it, wasn't that, like, the husband's or the, the father's yeah, outfit? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not going to use their own clothes because they got probably got to work an entire week to get a set of clothes. <laughs> get a set you of know? clothes. Now they're fired. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck? Um, the parents organized their Hollywood through TUI, and now the company has refunded the cost of the family's holiday for the misunderstanding. A TUI UK spokesperson said, We offer our sincere apologies to the Baker Party for their holiday experience in Jamaica. We're following up with the hotel and believe it was a misunderstanding with no intention to cause upset. Hmm. <laughs> we would like to thank the Bakers for making us aware. We are in direct contact with the group to apologize and offer a gesture of goodwill. Uh, the family was refunded the full 1,300 pounds per person. Whoa, per person. For the five-star yeah. holiday after they raised the issue with BBC's, BBC3's County's GV, JVS show, whatever the fuck Was that, that like is. one of those shows that busts scams or something? I or? don't know. I think it's like... I, I think I, the Godmother... Yeah. Is uh, pulling the scam. I, I do too. I do too. I wish she, they now she doesn't have to pay. Also, how is this a five star holiday for thirteen hundred pounds a person? A five star holiday? That's well. Man, if they that, run out of stars, what? <laughs> like what? Does that include uh, airfare? You think? No. No. I mean, it I hope been... to Christ not. But I mean, a, you would think a five star holiday is like costs at least I don't know. Ten grand or something. I wish they would have given him like a dreadlocked hat. Mm. You know, one of those uh, green and yellow dreadlocked hats, (laughs) and then and then a big spliff in his mouth. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, one of the one of the ladies got their hair braided on this vacation. It's probably that's what they tend to do, or like the side. It's like you go to another culture, and it's like they go out of their way. You know what I mean? They go out of their way to do something, and it's like. You give them a hard time. It's like it's this. I know exactly. I, I think in their angry. culture, mm. this is how they honor the deceased. Yeah. You it's know, like, they you they know? make an effigy of him, yeah. like you know, like hanging out, doing what he likes, like mm. playing video games, drinking beer. Mm. You know, and, and that's thought they thought they were doing. You know how they they typically honor the dead. That's how they honor the dead. Karen Baker is a uh, racist. Yeah, that godmother. And I think she pulls a scam. I think she's a con artist. Oh, uh, colonizing con artist. Colonizing con artist. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> People, uh, send your story to gmail.com. Uh, we have phone calls coming up next. You can call the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 323-522-4032. Uh, before we get to this, here's a holiday word from Adam and Eve. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Uh, 323-522-4032 is that number. Remember to keep it under three minutes. Uh, also, we will be recording the holiday show uh, next week and the week after. Um, so uh, give us a call and uh, yeah, give us some uh, holiday cheer or right. jeer, either one. Didn't you already do the first one or something? No, we did. Uh, I pre-recorded the second one oh, with uh, Steel yeah. and Wackerly, right. okay. which is coming out hmm. two weeks because we usually take some time off um, after new, around New Year's. Uh, but that one's already done, and we did get a couple calls for that. But next week, Harrison and I will be doing episode 666, which is part one. Of the holiday show. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Six, 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 six. Uh, so uh, 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 feel free to give us a call and leave us some holiday cheer. Yeah. Um, speaking of cheer, uh, this first call here, um, Burger, mm. has some warm words to say about the boner villain. All right. And he's on the live stream right now. The live stream. So his yeah. ears are burning. Hey, this is Burger. Making a little call here for Kevo, Kevo Village. Hey, man. I totally forgot his name was Kevin. Kevin, yeah. yeah, yeah well, did he yeah. call it Boner Village? Yeah, Boner Village. <laughs> it takes a Boner it Village. It takes a Boner Village, yep, That's right. to make a Kevin. Mm. Just because you shove uh, snake eyes and storm shadow up your ass when you're a kid, it doesn't make you ex-military. <laughs> doesn't matter how many... G- <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't right. that Eddie Murphy that did that bit in the bathtub? Mm. Where it's like you're playing with the stormtrooper or whatever. It's like, now you're going to go explore the dark cave. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 yeah. I think that's why yeah, uh, yeah. Boner Villain yeah, yeah. thinks he's military. He's got G.I. Joe shoved up there. You put in there. <laughs> um, also, I notice every call. You've almost completely forgotten about Beach Blanket Bingo and Jumbo's Clown Room. Yeah, remember that? That is true. He made promises, and he did not deliver on said promises. He wrote some checks that your butt can't cash. Yeah. That's what happened there. So, yeah, yeah, you he, should run for Congress, pal. Yeah, exactly. Topical humor right yep. there, right? You only got a few more uh, episodes to make it happen there, guy. <laughs> it's, o- it's over. It's not happening. Yeah, it's no, too, it's not. Too it's short it's too late. Yeah, like I actually at one point I think we called his bluff, and we were like, okay, well, let's put mm. your money where your mouth is. Yeah, yeah. Run out, jumbos, let's have a party here. And then shit. he was saying, it's like, well, I have six mm. homes and yeah, ten GI Joes up my ass. I'll totally. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I'll pay for the jumbos, yeah. and and then it never happened. Yeah, just kind of stopped talking about it. Yeah. So Fuck oh well. Her. Well, there you, you know. go, Bonneville. Also, we never kind of realized that that our six 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 would would fall on um, 
Cur- yeah, Christmas. the holidays. We never really considered that. I never, you yeah. know, I, I didn't really, I just, mm. you know, it's kind of hard to believe that we even have done 666 episodes or about yeah. to do 666 yeah. episodes. And so it just became this thing where it's like episode 666, we got to do something big. Mm. And so the pressure was on for that one. And then uh, I just never really thought about like when it would fall like right, in the yeah. calendar year, but yeah. it happens to fall you know, right over the Christmas time. Yeah. So right over Christmas time. So what we did is we, we're doing part one is episode 666 with mm-hmm. me and you doing the first part of the holiday show and then part two at uh, Steel and Wackerly and a little guest appearance with my brother. Yes. So both good episodes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you, Burger, for that. Um, I was wondering what happened to that whole Jumbo's party idea. Right. Fell through. Yeah. Uh, second call we have here is a story a guy is telling about his grandmother. Yeah, right. Grandma story. Ah. Hello, sick and wrong. This is a longtime listener, like most people tend to be. Um, I just thought I'd call in with a somewhat interesting story about the time that my grandmother visited. And uh, she, she and um, my grandfather and a couple other my uh, relatives were staying over at my house. And uh, my grandmother is an avid fan of sort of styling her hair and because she was a beautician by a profession for many years. <clears throat> so I'm at work one day. And they are at my house. And she somehow, in her mind, mistakes the bottle of lube that I had accidentally left on my nightstand. Accidentally. Astroglide. Yeah, Astroglide on the nightstand. It's kind of weird to have... Well, it's not weird to have lube, I suppose, but just to leave it out. Usually, don't you have like a drawer where you keep all your sex stuff? Yeah, but if you don't think anybody's going to be up in your business, you might leave shit out. Sometimes well, I do. He was know? saying his family was staying with him, right? Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, you got to keep everything. You got to, like, hide all that shit. Yeah. And put it in a suitcase and then lock the suitcase zipper. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> Is that what you do with your... people still will go in this shit, you know what your I mean? Your bag of sex toys? Yeah, that's what I do with somebody staying... God, I could imagine your parents would die a thousand deaths if they saw that. Mm-hmm. And let them around your sisters. Um, so this guy, his... what, 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 that doesn't even make any sense. All right, come on. Uh, this guy, his family's staying with him over just over the holidays, or just staying in town. I don't know. I I find that so weird. A guy I work with, he has like a a one bedroom mm. apartment, and his, mm. instead of going to like his family's house for Christmas mm. or like his parents' house for Christmas, they wanted to come down to L.A. to stay with him. So it's like. Yeah, his parents, his grandma, and his sister all staying in his one bedroom for Christmas. Mm. Like what? What a nightmare that would be. I was saying that to him. He's like, oh, "I'll be okay. You know, my family's really close. It's like some tight. Willy Wonka shit. You know? Yeah, like That's everybody's crazy. sleeping yeah, in one grandpa room. Grandpa and the, everybody's in the he's bed. Like, well, grandma's gonna yeah. get the bed, and my parents have a pullout. <sighs> get a <laughs> fucking hotel. What the fuck? I know what are they, exactly. Like, Poverty stricken? I don't you know. know. He's just grandma's like, sleeping in the bathtub. It's a and, Christmas you know. tradition for everyone to like get together. And that's what I'm wondering. Like this guy, I would have been like, no, fuck you, I grandma. Will get give a hotel to you. Yeah, for I'll that. pay for the yeah, travel lodge. Jesus Christ. Anyway, all right. Or some kind of hair care product. And so I get a call at work saying, the mousse that you had on your nightstand doesn't work very well. You need to think about getting another brand. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening. Mm. Keep it sick, keep it wrong, and fuck Harrison. 
Oh, wow. What? All right. Yeah, geez. Thank you. God, at the end. Man. Yeah. Well, fuck um, your grandma. I hope she sucks <laughs> cocks in hell, pal. How about that? A picture How about that? that? A picture to have like that Cameron Diaz haircut from There's Something About Mary. Right, Remember yeah. the hair kind yeah. of like that? Mm. But how do you, do you ever put lube in your hair? Have you ever had lube in your hair? No, Do you have to like so. wash it out? I imagine don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder um, if that would work in my it hair. It probably doesn't, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know what it would do. It does have a similar consistency to certain kinds of mousse, you know, but. Yeah, you'd think um, like a gel, like mm-hmm. you'd think it would be. Although. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how it could be mistaken, especially something she probably thought it was some kind of gel or right. something. But yeah, man, Erp. did yep, you see yep. like your uh, handcuffs, your fur fur lined handcuffs yep. next to it? What did she thought of that? I don't have fur lined handcuffs, pal. <laughs> All right, I have real handcuffs, Smith and Wesson, baby. Um, well, I, uh, th- thanks for the, uh, the story of your grandma. Yeah. Uh, next, the next call. Now this was a cliffhanger. This is a cliffhanger. So this is the guy, remember a few episodes back who tried to kill himself by taking a bunch of pills. Yeah. And I remember I was going to call this guy, um, to, to make give sure, him some to ideas. See, no, to just oh. to see if he actually died or not. Cause I didn't think he died. <laughs> just forgot um, about I it. I didn't get around to it. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't in a rush to do it. Cause look, if he died, then he was dead. Yeah. And if he didn't, and then he was alive. So there so wasn't any like pressing no point in a, yeah. matter for me to do it. But I was curious because I was pretty sure he didn't die. And I wanted to see what the deal was. But look, I didn't have I, to do anything. Everything that, happens on its own for me. I forgot about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like after we, you know, usually we do an episode next yeah. week. It's out of my mind. You know, you know, it's shipped, it's gone. The, so, the guy calls me back. Yeah. The world gives me a job. Stuff happens. Well, the fact know? that this guy called us mm. means he didn't kill himself. Or right. He succeed. So it's yeah. a... Hey guys, douchebag here that uh, popped a bunch of pills. Bad connection there. <laughs> yeah, douchebag here that. So apparently, it gave him a stroke. Okay, yeah. Well, it didn't happen. The only thing I really did was I uh, slept for twenty-four hours and woke up to an entire apartment fucked. See, this is what I said. So he just, he just started wilding. I guess so, yeah. He was wilding, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, that he would wake up 24 hours later. I remember specifically saying that. Well, you've done this how many times? I've done it a number of times, you know. (laughs) I somehow just wrecked my entire goddamn fucking place. I have no fucking idea how Hmm. and whatever. But yeah, it's all fucked. And by the way, just a side note. Batman villain, go fuck yourself. You're an idiot. <laughs> Bye. All right. Well, God, everyone's I would have liked off. some more information from this guy. Like, what, you know? I want to see some crime scene photos. Yeah. Like, what did you do? Like, yeah. did you actually, like, smash up your whole apartment? He's, like, one step closer to to being as interesting as Schlitzy. You know? <laughs> he ain't there, but he's one step closer. I picture this you know? guy to have like inflatable furniture and mm-hmm. like an Ikea box with mm-hmm. his shitty TV on. I don't think yeah, there's much yeah. to wreck in this guy's right, apartment. Yeah. yeah. And don't you think he has probably kind of a dismal like, interior design going on there? I do, yeah. So I, I, I doubt there's much to wreck, mm-hmm. but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hey, you know, I'm glad that you didn't actually succeed. I like yes. this guy. He calls yeah. in with some pretty good calls every now and then. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. I only remember that other call. No, he's, he's called oh, in a few okay. times. All right. But once mm. again, you know, try and try again. It's mm. like, you know, give it a good old college try. <laughs> it's, mm. it's glad that he has heart, you know? Yeah, he does have heart. Yeah, so. Yeah. 
Uh, last call we have here is uh, none other than Jizzy Jake. Jizzy Jake calls in about uh, about Mexico. Jizzy Jake, Jizzy rescue Jake. Rangers. Hey, bitches, it's Jizzy Jake, motherfuckers. <laughs> Usually I call you, like, level five drunk, but I can't seem to fucking get level five drunk um, because I ate some acid and I'm trying to drive 30 miles away and... Uh, you know, probably for the best. For yeah, that's everybody. probably for the yeah, best yeah. that you're not yeah. level five drunk uh-huh. and tripping on LSD. Right, and driving. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, I've often wondered, mm. like, if you give, like, a guy with Down syndrome LSD, would he become very smart for, like, four hours? Like, <laughs> the opposite effect. So I wonder yeah. if, if it's something like this, you know, Jizzy Jakes takes LSD and all of a sudden he's very coherent. He can do physics problems. If you give... <laughs> A man with Down syndrome of fish. He'll eat for a day. But if you give him LSD and teach him how to fish, then he'll build a house out of your grandmother's face. That's what I always say. I'm going fucking 45 miles an hour on the interstate, but I still feel like I'm going light speed, baby. Yeah. Wow. Um, so... I love this guy. I can't even tell you like how much this guy makes me happy. I feel bad for the yeah. cop that pulls him over. Yeah, yeah. Really? Are we really? Because I feel like he has some kind of weird divine cartoon protection. So yeah. if like a cop pulled him over and tried to like arrest him, like a cow would fall out of the sky and crush him to death or yeah. something. It just wouldn't happen. Just you know? yeah, some yeah. kind of weird divine intervention. Uh-huh. Do you want to fuck in Mexico, or are you just fist fucking me because? You know what, dude? I was born to fucking rage Mexico. I think y'all fucking know this. Um, you know, so I don't, let, let's make a little proposition here. Uh, fucking, uh, I was a $30 a fucking month Patreon member, and then I never got my goddamn interview. So what's funny about this, okay. first of all, a few episodes back, we were talking about some kind of ritual that they do in Mexico black every mass year. In but Mexico. black mass and yeah. we were thinking how funny it would be mm. to send Harrison mm. with Juicy Jake to this yes like if, if that's the thing that's why Patreon mm. like it's kind of like like Tim and Eric you know Tim mm. and Eric's awesome show yeah you know I remember when I was watching their movie the billion dollar movie they made and I remember uh, my girlfriend was just like so this is what happens when retards get a lot of money mm. you know they make a movie like this and I was thinking like yeah, like you know, if we start making a lot of money on Patreon, we could do retarded stuff too. Mm. Like send you and Jizzy Jake to a black mass in Mexico. Sure, yeah. And tape it. Um, but I think we were just kind of saying it in passing. I don't know mm. how serious we were. Although right. it is a good idea because yeah. it would be really funny. So I think he would totally be down for that. Mm. And I still kind of maybe we should Isn't consider this what it. he's saying? He's saying he's down for it? Yeah. And that, well, then, I couldn't quite understand his nonsense, but it seemed like that's what he might have been saying. Well, now he's making some kind of proposition because he no. was saying that he was a $30 Patreon member, which isn't even a tier. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> $20 is the tier. So you're not doing Patreon properly if you're giving, th- well, unless you really, really want to give 30 bucks. Well, why didn't we interview him? I, I think it was like because we did those interviews last year around the right. holiday show for like yeah. twenty dollars. It was like mm. the twenty dollar level and up, and uh, I think he signed on after, well after mm. that, and then was only on for like a, maybe a couple months or something. Like okay, month. yeah, you got to be on for more than that. Yeah. Although I don't know, I'd interview this guy. He's oh yeah, no, we yeah, should. So, I think we should. Yeah, especially right. if we end up, end up taking him to Mexico. Right. Come to the fucking Patreon, little fucking uh, you know things and shit. So, uh, so I might as well just say, hey, we can just call it a wash. We can call it a wash and uh, go fund some shit and, uh, and uh, you know, 
I'll fucking come out to Mexico. I'll wear the fucking stupidest sombrero, the stupidest fucking poncho. Oh my god. You know, and I might fucking die, dude, but I might fucking die in the most glorious way ever with Harrison screaming, No! He's my new couch guy! And, uh, He's your new cock guy? Is that what you said? Is that what it. Wait, it <laughs> sounded like he's saying? my new cock guy. He's my new cock guy. <laughs> yeah. So wait, are you guys going to elope in I Mexico? So. Is this going to be like be Brokeback what? Mountain in yeah. Mexico? What he's imagining. <laughs> it's <laughs> not out of the realm of possibility. It's unlikely. But I would say it's not out of the realm of possibility. You guys are going to be cock bros? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he's that my means. cock guy. I, he didn't say it. What did, wait, rewind that part. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> Like it. Yeah. I might fucking die in the most glorious way ever with Harrison screaming, No! He's my new couch guy! And, uh, and what the fuck? Wait, maybe he said couch guy. Because then he want to live uh, on your couch? Does, yeah, there was a call we haven't played yet. I'm he thinking, wants to come out to LA. I'm and thinking make couch couch. guy. Like yeah. you're, he's Because I did have a couch guy. guy before, so that would make some sense. We could also say roommate instead, but hey, right. maybe couch guy. Yeah. yeah, it's a roommate who lives on your couch. Okay. Yeah, I like that. So I'm fucking down for that shit. That sounds great. Um, so I fucking, I, once again, dude, I, I don't even know why I trust y'all. I fucking put y'all on fucking um on a speaker, and uh, you know, start trying to listen to you around other people. Then you gotta fucking play some phone call about some dude getting jizz in his mouth and shit. And uh, I lost another friend. So once again, you guys are my only fucking friend. Oh, was that the guy who sucked his friend's dick or whatever? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is why we can't grow our listening pace. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. but think about all the yeah. other horrible shit that we talk about. Yeah, so, that's I mean, true, yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, look, you know what I mean? We've we've tried to do a lot of things in the last six months to try to grow our listener base. Getting rid of phone calls is not even an option. No. The phone calls are the thing I look forward to doing every single week. And I will. I don't care what happens. I will never stop doing the phone calls. It's it's become the only fun part of the show for me. <laughs> <laughs> phone calls. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. We never know, you know, what people are gonna call about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. And motherfucker. Um. Yeah. I might. Uh, so uh, to tie it up, my dick hurts today from fucking smashing some fucking uh some old lady last night. That was pretty sweet. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My dick hurts from <coughs> smashing some old lady. Yeah. How yeah. often do you ever say that for for fucking to say the term smashing? I don't think I've ever said it. Mm. I think it's a generational thing. Yeah. I don't think old people like us. I guess usually maybe use that kids term. Who grew up watching the Jersey Shore, and I realize how weird it is to say that. That's kids who grew up grew watching, up watching it. Jersey Shore. Is that where that term originated? I feel like smash. maybe. Yeah, I feel like you want to smash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What does it mean? Like you're smashing your genitalia together? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, smash. Yeah. GTF smush also is the one. Smush. Yeah, you can use that. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude. I don't know, man. Every time it rubs the tip on the on the tip of the denim, you know, it's like denim, denim, denim. Um. <laughs> okay, it's definitely he grew up watching about? the Jersey Shore. Well, he, I guess he's having sex through Sony's jeans. Which that, is chafing him, and then he's going denim, denim, denim. You know, like the that's under, dry humping the underground uh, Super Mario level, Super Mario World Two. Oh, I denim, denim, denim. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Wow, this is so so many layers here. Yeah. I didn't even get that. Okay, 
you got to keep up, you know, I'm, yeah, with, yeah. I'm here with the kids. So you yeah. just talk to me. Smash. I got it. So wait, yeah. Smash Brothers. Yeah. Does that, is that like a, a, a secret reference to uh, <laughs> the fucking? No. The Smash Brothers? No, I don't think so. I don't think Pikachu is fucking uh, Luigi. You know, I hope not. <laughs> but when you pull like a knife tower. Do you guys have Smash Brothers? Did you get it? Oh, we don't have it. Oh, is it good? I haven't played it yet. I, I mean, to get it's it. a Mario thing, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. a Mario Kart thing or something. Yeah, they fight. It's like a fighting game with. Oh, it's a fighting game with Zelda Mario people. and Mario and fucking Pikachu and the fucking ice climber Eskimos and is everybody. Is this for like uh, Xbox? For Switch. Bro. Oh, it's for Switch. Yeah, man. Shit. It's the best. I, I mean, because they had they they had look they had Smash Brothers for fucking Wii. They had it for Nintendo sixty four. They had it for fucking GameCube. They had it for Super Nintendo. They had it for every system. And you and you fight like Mario could fight Luigi. Yeah, can yeah. you fight the princess? You can fight the princess. What is her power? Um, you could fight Solid Snake from Metal Gear. Oh, from Metal Gear yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know what her power is. I forget. I think it varies. You know, you could even fight the fucking robot. From the original Robbie the Robot, remember the original Nintendo Entertainment oh, yeah. System where you get the robot yeah, that plays Gyromite? He could fight in the game. Everybody could fight in the fucking game. I gotta game. watch this. Oh, I, I gotta get so this good. game. It's so good. I gotta man. get this game. Yeah. I, I mean, but we have a Switch. It. it just came out, so it's like I, oh, I, I gotta I, get I didn't it. Even, I didn't and it's even a fucking it. fun ass fighting game, you know. Hmm. So anyway. This show is brought to you by Nintendo. Can you imagine if <laughs> oh, we my actually God. Had, no. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, anybody's up. Ah, shit. All right. Um, okay, I got to go. Uh, fucking love you guys. Uh, take me to Mexico, and I'll take you to beautiful places that you've never seen before. These bitches. <laughs> I bet. Mm. Dude, Nintendo would totally drop us as soon as they hear that call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, mouth. I don't know. What? Oh, my God. Wait, he's just saying something with dogs. Is he so yelling we gotta at hear his that dog? Again. Yeah, we got to hear that again. Is we it called Gizmo? Me. I think so. Let's hear it again. Luzo, get back. I think it's Gizmo. It sounds like Gizmo. Yeah, it's a dog. Huh. Okay, all right. Well, uh, Jizzy Jake, we'll have to let you know about the Mexico thing. Mm. I mean, I, we kind of said it in passing because it was funny. But if we could make this happen... I'd like to go. You know, if I can get the time off of work, if I'm oh, yeah, still working. Yeah, yeah, you're working. I don't know if I'm still working then. I, I, I'm in a probationary period, so I forgot when it was. It was in April or April, May? April, I think. Yeah. April or May. I gotta look it up. And I, I forgot where. Up. We'd have yeah. to do some research yeah, yeah, on this. But yeah. hey, maybe we could... I mean, how much could it really cost? I bet you like two grand probably, right? Probably less than that, yeah. It can't cost that much to fly well, down to Mexico. Well, the flight to Mexico. It depends you know, on where it is, but the, we could yeah. probably crowdfund two grand for this. Yeah. It would be pretty funny. Yeah, we'd need an extra like $1,000 of insurance in case somebody stole my camera. Yeah. That would be a thing. Or in case you, you know? like get kidnapped right. and your <laughs> organs removed. Yeah. Get taken. I need I need both of my kidneys. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have right. to use my special set of skills to rescue yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jizzy Jake mm. calls it. The thing is with Jizzy Jake, what's kind of funny about that guy mm. is he calls in usually with like eight calls mm. like he'll keep calling and calling so i don't i can't play all those on the show right yeah you know a lot of calls like that's the thing with patreon mm. we we take a lot of the overflow of calls we don't play on the show that we play mm. over there so jizzy jake called him with an epic six phone call story about mm. a date he had on mm. tinder with the daughter of a famous country star yeah. And it's it's epic. Who may or may not be Miley Cyrus. Yeah, we don't mm. know yeah. if it's Miley Cyrus. Yeah. So anyway, 
on on Patreon this week for uh, episode six, six, seven, the calls we did were the first three phone calls of part one mm. of Jizzy Jake's epic Tinder date. Yeah. And next week, I will be doing the next three, the remaining three calls of yeah. part two. So, um, so yeah, so Patreon, Patreon people, you're in for a treat. If you uh, if you're on the five dollar and up tier, you get to hear Jizzy Jake's epic Tinder date. Yay, yay. Yeah, there's there's a reason to sign up mm-hmm. for Patreon. Yeah. Um, we got an email here to get to cigarettepodcast.com. Uh, this came in from uh, Andy B. He says, "Have been listening to your podcast for about five years or so, and a fine podcast it is." Well, thank you. It seems to me though that you are both Welshist. We are a small, peaceful nation who sacrificed many trying to keep the likes of you pair of cunts from Germany's shower blocks back in the 30s and 40s. (laughs) And one of you knobbins happened to drive through Wales without even stopping, and now we're wrongins. Surely, our driving isn't that bad, for fuck's sake. You live in L.A. and constantly whine about the traffic. Wales is fuck all compared to all that bollocks. Anyway, give us a break until you visited properly and sampled Welsh hospitality or maybe a Welsh hospital. Uh, don't make me send you dog shit through the post. Yours pissed offly, Andy B. All right. Well, let me just suggest that, first of all, I don't, I don't ever think I ever said anything about the Welsh and their driving abilities because I've never, I don't know, any, I don't know what the fuck he's talking about there. Well, I think you said you drove through Wales, no, right? No, I didn't drive through Wales. I was fucking traveling. I didn't have a car. I was taking the well, train. How did you, oh, shit. so you took a train yeah, through Wales. I was, I was backpacking around like an idiot, you know? Oh, okay. Um, and I will say this. I went to a lovely, some lovely towns in Wales, one of which was called Hayon Wai, which is basically a town where the entire town is just a giant used bookstore. It's called Every, Hey on Why. Yeah, everywhere you go in, it's it's a used bookstore. It's all part of the same used bookstore, the town. That's weird. I didn't even think they know how to read there. It's really crazy, and they <laughs> and they're apparently like they you know they're technically apart, separate from the UK. Like they applied to be separate, their own nation, that town, and they did. Or I don't know something weird because they're weird. It's fine. I my problem is not with Wales. My problem is with Cardiff. 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 I went to Cardiff and it was like I was there for two hours and it's like give it a chance. I won't give it a chance. I will never go back there. It was horrible. It was horrific. What was so horrible about it? It was just like I went to the the like the bus station or something because I was trying to get up to Hay on Wye. I had taken a ferry from Ireland to Wales and that was kind of nice, the port. And then I had to go through Cardiff to get a bus up to Hay on Wye. And it was like everybody had something wrong with them. Everybody was like deformed. It was really depressing. Everyone was just like, you know, and I was like trying to get just some a lot of inbreeding or something. It was just like, I don't know, something was wrong with it. Something was real wrong. It was like hmm. Silent Hill or something. It was not good. It was oh. not good for anybody. You know, oh. it was real bad. I mean, who, who knows? Maybe it's just I was, you know, I was at the bus station and I went a few blocks around it, but it was enough for me to get a taste of horror. You know, a taste of the horror. Yeah, but I would say the rest of Wales was was very nice. I would say don't go to Swansea. I haven't been there, but I saw a documentary about it. Didn't look that great. Swansea. It's just like a bunch of like they used to have mines, and now they just have heroin. Oh. Um, <laughs> so look, you know, I have been there. I just saw a documentary about it. But there are some very nice places in Wales. Okay, hmm. you know. So there yeah, you go. I, you know, I've never been, so yeah. I don't know. I think our bias just comes from other English people, mm. like Englanders, making fun of Wales. Yeah. Cardiff you know? was just, it was really horrific. And I, look, I've been to some horrific places in the United States, and that was worse. Is it worse than Detroit? 
I've never been to Detroit. Oh, okay, all right. But it's worse than Pittsburgh. I mean, it's real sad. You know, it's real not good. Just, just yeah. urban decay. Yeah, yeah. Found, well, I just everyone has like everybody's like in a disabled or like has like a defo- everybody's got something weird. It's depressing. this guy. This guy is uh, yeah. near Cardiff, so is yeah. he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I could, look, I could be wrong. I've been wrong many times in the past. But my God, man! Well, I want to check it out. Maybe uh, okay. I know we've been talking about mm. doing like some kind of like uh, a tour one of these yeah. days. I've never heard anybody say anything good about Cardiff. I can definitely say that. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it though. I wouldn't mind doing a show in Wales just to check it out because I've never been. Oh, I'd go. Yeah, yeah let's check so, it out. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Andy, for mm. filling us in there. Um, people, best way to support the show is Patreon. We do really appreciate that. You can go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong and you can support the show via via uh, via donating, signing up for a tier. We give you bonus content. We give you uh, extra phone calls. We give you one extra story every week. We're also posting a lot of outtakes. I have some really funny outtakes from the uh, the episode I pre-recorded with Wackerly and Steel and my brother, so I'll be putting that out. Um, also, as I mentioned before, we got this epic Juicy Jake call that we reserved for Patreon because it's kind of long. It's not longer than we normally play on the show. So let's go to patreon.com slash wrong. We appreciate it. Also, a few people have been asking like how they can, they don't want to do Patreon because it's like a recurring donation. You know, mm. it's a recurring fee. So they just want to do a one-time fee. Well, if you go to our, our main page, com, it's right next to where the Patreon sign-up is. You can just do a PayPal donation if you really want to. Mm. So, yeah, you can do a one-time donation. Mm. Some guy called in and was saying that, uh, I should see, I don't know if I played the call, mm. but he was saying that he was doing Patreon and his wife found out and she got really pissed off about it. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe yeah. it's the recurring thing that you can't, you don't, yeah. it's not yeah. a good thing to do. You can destroy, we don't want you to destroy your marriage by donating to Patreon. Yeah. You know, to this <clears throat> podcast. Um, yeah, mm. you should weigh your priorities there. Mm. Anyway, we do appreciate you helping us out. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week uh, came in from Joel. Joel says, I'm putting in a request for a Buzzcock song as Song of the Week after Pete Shelley died uh, yesterday. Oh, so yeah, right. Pete yeah. Shelley died this past yeah. week. Uh, Pete that. Shelley was the lead singer of the band The Buzzcocks. Uh, he died at age 63. Apparently he had a heart attack in Estonia, which, okay. which is where he was living. Mm. Wait, Estonia? Was that like by... By Russia? Yeah, it was used to be part of the Soviet Union. Why, why would he move there? Or no, maybe it didn't used to be part of the Soviet Union, but it used to be in the Iron Curtain. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Well, I don't know. I mean, the guy, you know, the guy who dances around in the the Boney M. Rasputin video. Oh, yeah. Okay. He Is that died, guy an Estonian? No, but he died in 2010 on the same day that Rasputin died in St. Petersburg, the same place that Rasputin died. Wait, wait. The Rasputin guy in the video died in St. Petersburg? Yeah. On the I'm, same date. Do you that think Rasputin he was reincarnated? Died. He might have been. He might have been. Like a tricky guy. Hellboy or something, you know? I just, I just don't yeah. get why. Uh, well, you know what? I bet you Pete Shelley mm. bought like a fucking castle or something. Yeah, man. You know, with That's all the money. Cause you're I've, heard of, I've heard Estonia, like Lithuania. Those countries are kind of cool to go to. Bulgaria, you know? I've, I've heard, heard like the cool women are there. just like model hot, but they have jacked up teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but yeah, just yeah, model hot. Yeah. yeah. Well, they hit a wall, too. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, but uh, the Buzzcocks helped launch the career of another band that went on to great success, Joy Division. They opened for the Buzz, Buzzcocks for their first gig. And Peter Hook... Uh, Who did? The, 
uh, Joy Division. Oh, okay. Yeah, they brought Joy Division as their opening act. Mm. And Peter Hook, the bassist in the band, uh, and uh, later found a new order, he said Shelley was a true gent. All right. True gent. So uh, we're going to end the show with uh, the song Autonomy uh, from their album Another Music in a Different Kitchen. Uh, this is Buzzcocks Autonomy. Rest in peace there, Peter Shelley. Mm. Um, we'll be back next week with episode 666, uh, which will be the first installment of the holiday show Spectacular. Yeah. So until then, take it sleazy.
Hi guys, number two here from the UK, getting you to listen to the Sick and Wrong podcast. You stay safe now, guys. We're seeing you.